Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of And That's on Equity. Today, we're discussing a pretty heavy topic. We're going to be discussing abortion rights in light of recent abortion ban laws. So the first thing that we're going to be discussing today is abortion laws in America. So between 1910 and 1973, abortion was a criminal procedure in America. It was illegal to get an abortion, and only in cases to save the mother's life were you allowed to undergo that procedure. Mm -hmm. And during the years in which abortion was illegal in the U.S., thousands of women were dying every year due to unsafe abortions. So we all know at this point that abortion bans don't stop abortions. They just stop safe abortions. Yeah. So even though abortions had become considered safe during that time, like we had the medical technology to perform safe abortions, mm-hmm. there were still thousands of deaths because it was illegal and because it was banned and because people were getting abortions not safely. Yeah, like under the radar, like kind of like black market of abortions. Yeah. Yeah. So because of this, there is lots of legal, political, and religious advocacy for women's reproductive health and rights. So yeah, everyone was advocating for abortion to be legalized so that just for health and safety of women. And in 1973, the Supreme Court finally legalized abortion in America. This Supreme Court ruling, titled Roe v. Wade, declares that all women have the right to terminate a pregnancy until the fetus is viable outside the womb. So that's usually at about six months. Six months being pregnant? Yes. Okay. So that was a huge step forward in women's health and reproductive rights. Yeah, definitely. And it gave women the option to have a safe abortion, a safe procedure of their choosing. Mm -hmm. But now in 2021, 50 years after this huge step for pregnancy-related reproductive health and rights, we are now headed towards overturning Roe v. Wade and criminalizing abortion yet again. So there has been a huge abortion ban trend in 2021. Since January, there have been 561 abortion restrictions, including 165 abortion bans, just in 2021. Right. And again, this is still in the the U.S. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of numbers, Izumi. (laughs) That's that's a lot of abortion bans. And we haven't seen numbers like that since 2011. And before that, since way back when. Okay. And... So, specifically, the ban that made big news was the Texas Texas ban. ban. Yeah. Recently this year, Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed into law the heartbeat ban, banning abortions where fetal heartbeat is detected. So, that happens at around six weeks pregnancy, which is before most women even know that they're pregnant. Yeah. So, you have, yeah, so you have to have an abortion before you even know you're pregnant. Which obviously is very difficult to do. Yeah. Abortion providers are now required to check for a fetal heartbeat before performing an abortion and are banned from doing so if a heartbeat is detected. Right. 
Well, is this put into place currently? Like, is this the law now or is it still being passed? So in Texas, this bill comes into effect in September. Okay. This bill allows anyone, including non-Texas residents, to use lawsuits to harass people who have helped people access abortion care after six weeks pregnancy. So this means that if somebody sees a doctor giving an abortion or somebody escorting someone to an abortion or somebody driving even a taxi to bring someone to an abortion, they can get fined or they can get in trouble for helping someone get an abortion. Really? Yeah. Do we know how much it's the fine is? No. So I don't know if there's like a set fine, but like you can take it to court. Like it would be a lawsuit. Oh, dear. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So this will. Yeah. So this would definitely prevent doctors from giving abortions because they don't want a lawsuit. Yeah. So. And but of course, like this is still like, are they still allowing abortions in Texas for like medical emergency reasons? Like if it's going to like harm the um, pregnant person's life? Yeah. So the only exception to this law is in the case of medical emergency. Like okay. you said, abortions are banned even in the cases of rape or incest. And the bill states that public and private agencies provide emergency contraception for rape and incest, basically suggesting that if you got raped or incest was involved, it was your responsibility to take plan B. And if you got pregnant, that's on you and we can't give you an abortion. So That's incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Wow. Even even Donald Trump says he is okay with abortion if rape or incest is involved. Even Donald Trump. But really? not Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott, yeah. Oh my god. So, yeah, Greg Abbott says that he's signing the bill to, quote, ensure that the life of every unborn child who has a heartbeat will be saved from the ravages of abortion, end quote. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know why he's working so hard to save fetuses. <laughs> like, there are so many children in America, so many children around the world who are suffering, who need help. So if he wants to, if he wants to save children... There are millions of children he can save. Right. And then I'm also seeing here that um, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Montana have all passed similar abortion ban bills, and they're going to come into effect later this year. So, this the, again, the Texas one's coming into full effect in September. These ones are like August, November, October. Yeah, right. For Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Montana. Wow. There are also a number of other states who have had abortion bills signed by governors, but they're not yet being taken into effect due to legal challenges. As they should. Yeah. (laughs) So that's Louisiana, Missouri, and South Carolina. Yeah, so mostly southern states. Yeah, Midwest southern states, yeah. yeah. Which we would expect, but still very upsetting in 2021. Mm -hmm. So we were talking earlier about how federal law, it is still legal to have an abortion roe v wade yes but 
But we get in further where now the Supreme Court is currently reviewing whether all state laws that ban pre-viability abortions are unconstitutional. So what does that what does that mean pre-viability abortions? So the if you remember the Roe v. Wade states that abortions are legal until, until the fetus is viable, right. which is about 6 months. So pre-viable right. would be before, before 6 that. months. Okay, okay. So basically right now the Supreme Court is deciding whether or not Roe v. Wade moves forward, if they make changes to it, if they throw it out altogether. They, yeah, um, we'll just have to wait and see, and hopefully they keep it around because it's a good... It's a good ruling. Yeah, so if Roe v. Wade is overturned or even just limited, stricter abortion regulations can be put in place in America. And with a conservative majority on the Supreme Court, it's actually likely to happen. Uh, because there's more conservative people on the Supreme Supreme Court that make that decision. Yeah. And with a majority conservative Supreme Court, it seems as though they're using this opportunity to change federal law. Mm-hmm. So the Supreme Court ruling is expected next year. So we're going to find out next year what's going on with all this. Okay. So the Roe v. Wade might be amended. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, Azumi, why do women in the U.S. have abortions? So based on the turnaway study, 40% of women sought abortion due to financial reasons. 36 due to timing, 31 due to partner-related reasons, and 29% due to the need to focus on other children. So this all makes sense. These are reasons that I would guess um, women or people would choose to abort. But if the Texas governor or the Supreme Court really want to decrease the number of abortions, there are ways to do that while also helping and supporting women. Even though there's, of course, nothing wrong with choosing abortion and everyone who wants an abortion should be given the opportunity to abort, it's also important to recognize that abortion is not really a woman's first choice. Abortion can be a great solution to fix an existing problem, but the decision to abort only comes up once a pregnant person is already in a difficult situation. Yeah. So by looking at the reasons why women choose abortions, we can find ways to prevent pregnant people from ending up in these tough situations in the first place. Mm -hmm. And while doing so... Also, I guess, decrease the number of abortions like some U.S. governors say they want. (laughs) So to Texas Governor Greg Abbott, you could provide financial support for expecting mothers. 40% of people abort for financial reasons. Maybe you could help them out. Maybe they wouldn't abort. You could provide affordable or free contraceptives or birth control to women who do not wish to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. That would take out more abortions. (laughs) Right. And that has to do with like, um, I've, I've heard like over the years that, um, in school and stuff, um, like sex education is vastly different across 
the country mm-hmm. in the U.S. And a lot of like um, schools, because of like the culture around these topics, don't discuss like scientific fact and it's more like it's they teach like abstinence only and they don't talk about like how to have safe sex so then like obviously like people would be curious um like this is what they say people would be curious and then they get pregnant and then like you know they're like that's just a lot of like um unwanted pregnancies that could occur yeah definitely educating people like you're saying could limit the number of pregnant unwanted pregnancies yeah. and therefore abortions yeah we could also provide support to women who are facing challenges in their homes or in their relationships because mm-hmm. uh, i think many women don't want to have children due to their situation at home or their situation with their partner right so if you're trying to eliminate abortion there are actual ways that you could help women Mm -hmm. um the root causes yeah the root causes and and if governors actually cared about women and women's health they would be looking at these options rather than just banning altogether choosing abortion is such a difficult choice to make and a decision that i'm sure has been thoroughly thought out by everyone who decides to go through with it Mm -hmm. and everyone is going to make the decision that's best for them and best for their fetus and best for their situation in their lives and that's nobody else's decision to make yeah yeah and especially in the u.s in a country in like one of the richest countries in the world yeah where abortion can be done super safely super effectively it doesn't make sense to stop offering that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've heard in like um, in developing countries and stuff, a lot of women, um, because they don't have like proper access to birth control or like in, just contraceptives in general, like if they want to have an abortion performed, it's typi- like they're typically in a country where it is legal and then there's a lot of deaths surrounding that because yeah. they have to like, I, I heard like stories they would use like coat hangers like wire coat hangers to like perform abortions illegally yeah that doesn't sound good i've also heard like they use like broken coke bottles oh my god that's if yeah if you don't have the resources that's and that's your only option that's what happens and that just puts the people who are getting the abortions done at such high risk of dying and infection and anything like that yeah and Again, if America wants to decrease the number of abortions, maybe we could be providing birth control or contraceptives to developing countries so that women have a choice on whether they want to go through with a pregnancy. So um, I just wanted to talk about some anti-abortion arguments that people make and just discuss them okay some of them maybe seem reasonable some of them not so much Mm -hmm. but we'll discuss so one argument is that abortion leads to depression and suicide so this is an argument that's actually pretty common for anti-abortionists and 
they have created the term post-abortion syndrome, or PAS. These, uh, the people who created this are not doctors. They just wanted to come up with the reason <laughs> to, right. yeah, to be anti-abortion. And it makes them sound very like they know what they're talking about. Like it sounds right. real. Yeah. Post-abortion syndrome. Yeah. But years of research have proven that this, quote, syndrome does not exist and there is no found link between abortion and depression. And, yeah, in reality, most women report relief as their primary feeling after abortion, not depression. Yeah. So uh, so that one is debunked. Mm-hmm. Um, another anti-abortion argument is that abortion causes cancer. Really? Yeah, anti-abortionists have been saying for years that abortion causes breast cancer. Again, this claim has been rejected by scientific literature and the medical community. So, debunked. Debunked. Um, Another argument is that abortion reduces fertility. And this one has some truth to it because past abortion methods could cause some scarring in some people um, that would reduce fertility. But today's methods, basically, there's no effect on future fertility. As long as it's, like, being performed, like, clinically and as safe as possible. Yeah. Um, Another anti-abortion argument is that the fetus can feel pain. But actually, the neuroanatomical apparatus that's required for pain and sensation is not developed in the fetus until about 26 weeks. Mm-hmm. And most abortions happen before this. Most of them happen before nine weeks. Okay. So. So debunked. Yeah. And the last anti-abortion argument is that reducing access to abortion decreases the demand for abortion. And this we've discussed earlier is not true. Reducing access to abortion does not decrease the number of abortions. It just makes abortions unsafe and potentially fatal. Yeah. So the biggest reason why many people are against abortion is for religious reasons. So as wondering Helen, being religious yourself, how do you navigate the topic of abortion in relation to your church and everything else? Maybe your family? I'm not sure. Well, that is a toughie question, Miss Azumi, because, um, well, first of all, I want to make it clear if it wasn't obvious throughout the episode that I agree with pro-choice. That is what I morally believe is correct, allowing everyone to be autonomous over their bodies and make decisions for themselves. Mm -hmm. However, um, yeah, so being a Greek Orthodox Christian girl, Eastern Orthodoxy is like the original, like Christianity, like one of the originals, right? So traditional. Very traditional. Like the traditions have and beliefs have barely changed over the hundreds of years that have passed since the like the religion was started right so of course being immersed in a very traditional religion um it's difficult because i live i'm a young woman living in vancouver grew up in vancouver very progressive city 
and immersed in media that is like I immerse myself in media that is quote unquote progressive. So it's I I can't speak for other people my age, but I I, I feel like people who are my age growing up in Vancouver, other similar cities who are also um, Eastern Orthodox may find this a challenge as well, where it's like kind of like a constant battle of like, what really is right? What really and what is wrong? And am I am I being a quote unquote, like picking and choosing Christian where like, I only pick out some things that I like about the religion, and then I say no to the others. And I only choose what serves me and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's I can't really give like a certain answer to this question except the fact that I have my own beliefs and I'm not just blindly following the religion. Yeah. Yes, I educate myself about what the values, beliefs, traditions are of my religion and I'm aware of them. Mm -hmm. But there comes a point where I am my own person and I need to do what I think is right whether like for whatever topic we're talking about in this case abortion again pro-choice because yeah. that's just what I just think everyone is allowed to have their own free will and do what they want yeah I think that's within reason yeah that's really important like what you're saying to not blindly follow and to make your own moral judgments mm -hmm. like for political parties for religion for anything yeah you have to think about things for yourself and and also like if I was put in this position of like if I was presented with the option of getting an abortion I going back to like pro-choice and how everyone can do what they want I don't I, I literally don't know what I would do and if I was put in this position, I would need to evaluate the situation that I was in, all the factors that we were discussing, and then that would help me make a decision. But I, I, as of this moment, don't, do not know what I would do because I don't know what the situation would be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for, for me, I don't have any religious factors that are pushing me to not go through with an abortion, but that still is a moral question for anybody and it is a big choice that will affect anybody's life immensely so it is a difficult choice for anybody to make even when religion isn't involved and for me I do think that I would go through with an abortion if I were to get pregnant now and yeah I'm so grateful that that is an option for me in Canada and yeah Helen you know that like I thought that I was pregnant and that felt really real to me. And yeah, so it is comforting knowing that I do live in Canada and now going through that experience, I really feel for the people who are in Texas or the other states where abortion is being banned yes. or even if it isn't banned and your family is super against it for any reason, religion or whatever, and you're not able to because of your family either. Yeah, I really do feel for those people. Me too. So yeah, anyways, um, that leads us into our end segment. Our end segment, and that's on you. 
So each episode, we ask you, the viewers, a question in which in the next episode, we will read out your replies. However, y'all have not submitted any answers <laughs> from the previous episode. So we're just going to move on to the question from this episode. Yeah. So our question for this episode is how do you navigate cultural beliefs on topics such as abortion? Mm -hmm. So we've heard a bit about what Helen thinks on the topic and we would love to hear your responses. Yeah. So let us know through DMs either on Instagram or Facebook or send us an email. Or if you would like to stay anonymous, you can find a link to a Google form on our website in which you can answer this question. Thanks for listening to this episode of And That's on Equity. Bye.